see most of the human race killed off because it is unworthy. It is unworthy of the gift of life. I don't care what society thinks. They're nothing anyway. They're no better than me. Until we have a safe word, we're almost stuck. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. No, hang on a second. Fucking stupid. I get it. The, the video's screwed, but the audio's fine. So. Oh, hang on. Wait, 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 wait. There we go. There we go. Two ghouls on the internet. <laughs> Just adjusting my backdrop. What is happening? It sounds the world has turned into a page out of Steve Hughes' diary. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure that he's finished writing that diary, so I mean, I'm going to see what the last page is, but uh, yeah, it's turned into all sorts of uh, dystopian nightmares. I seem to be in some sort of dreamy sepia here, like my camera isn't very clean or something. Ah. It's, That's my style. There you go. I thought you were outside of some industrial factory in Dublin. Uh, let's get right to it. Hey, this is Jason Rouse, and welcome to Safe Word Podcast on the show today. My buddy, Alan, all the way from Dublin, Ireland. Well, but has this not been the most you've ever spent at home in your existence of your life? Um, yeah. Pretty much, except when maybe I was about eight or something. But yeah, it's um, it's fucked. I think I've been. Well, I mean, uh, the last this last year was the only time I think in almost this the thirtieth anniversary of the band. This year, mm-hmm. and last year was the only year that we've never played a gig, and so yeah, having not been out of the country for however long uh, is um, interminable. It's yeah. like some form of torture, you know? So No, you've always had a very active tour schedule. Like, that's part of the reason uh, we'd run into each other is we occasionally get gigging together. Hello? Shit. Is he gone? Sorry about that. 
<laughs> hey man, I'm shocked I could get this thing to fire up at all. So uh, well, what it is is that it's not very interesting, but it's just a cable at the back of the angle, and I've obviously the guy moved the computer up the table, blah blah blah. Yeah. And I didn't realize it was wedged against the table and the wall, and it just goes. Oh! Retardedness on on a massive level, but that's the way things are now, you know. I was having sex with a young lady in London, and my foot got wrapped around the laptop cord and pulled it across the bed, and in turn knocked a, a huge goblet of red wine right into my keypad. It literally, <laughs> it literally, it was so perfect. I I, I couldn't even stop. Because it was such a blatant fuck you from the universe right to my yeah. face. It just, I, the glass couldn't have been more full and bigger. And it, well, it, it does beg the question how old, though. I mean, but, you know, maybe that's what it was. <laughs> no, 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 no. This was some, like, English street pig. Ah. <laughs> You sound like you've stepped in that before. <laughs> well, you know, played some gigs in England, I suppose. You know, I've uh, been uh, in the glamour spots like Manchester, Birmingham, Liverpool, uh, Hull, Exeter. I don't know, lots of Leicester, lots of exciting. I places. Tom was telling me that the first time he played in Ireland that he wasn't pleased with the front row. <laughs> yeah, no, well, you know, it's um, Ireland, Ireland is a bit of, um, at least it was, um, Irish people will enjoy me saying this, but it was a bit of a genetic cul-de-sac for a couple of years, you know, oh, no, one hey. ever, no, no one ever came here, and so we just lived on a, di- on a, you know, kind of poor diet and had bad teeth and not much sunlight and not much vitamin D, and um, then, you know, we got some sort of a few injections into our gene pool and the last 20 years have been a little bit better but yeah I mean you look at you look at the TV shows of Ireland from the 70s and 80s and it's it's staggering you know that's why I always tell them I'm English so just to get out of that cul-de-sac but Uh, really no you don't (laughs) you'd never do that would you have you ever told anybody that you were English in your life just to avoid the conversation no I mean my my grandparents are English so uh, I, I very often when it suits me and it irritates Irish people I'll claim um, that the better half of me is English and vice versa you know I have a, a my grandparents side my grandmother's from Cork grandfather's oh. yeah <laughs> it's <laughs> why, why is, it, is it is it bad uh, yeah it's a terrible place it's a uh, it's it's like the capital of the you know of the sort of no genetics monobrow. Oh no! Owners. Okay, so er, I double parked because grandfather Grimsby, England. Grimsby. Grimsby. Well, the, clue, the clues in the name, isn't it? Yes, and Cork and Grimsby come together in Canada in yeah, well, the '60s. My grandfather came over from England on a boat as a child. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's a miracle that you can, you know, look, both your eyes are in, looking in the same direction. Well, I did some, you know, of my own. I got my, my teeth fixed. I look at inherently, I knew I was going to be troll-like. Yeah, those, those don't look like Irish teeth. They look far too straight, you know. No. And uh, um, I'm in Texas. Oh, Texas? 
as well. But that's um, it. Seems Texas seems to me like a a good choice right now because it might actually be a sort of free place. You know, it is. It is, and um, you know. <clears throat> Two months previous to today, I was in Los Angeles, and that is, uh, it's just a, a festering toilet. It just, it's up to the top, like a gas station toilet, and it's full to the top, and no one's got a plunger, and there's so much people, the amount of shit and piss in the streets yeah, yeah. And no rain. And so you, now you're eliminating foot traffic just in general. And yeah. people are too terrified to go get out of their cars to do anything. Yeah. Um, and Sunset Boulevard is, you know, when the ra- the lane rainbow was yeah. like the last man standing on Sunset Boulevard. It had the restaurant patio area. They kind of moved it out. And then they shut down everything. And now... The boulevard is just a, a long hallway where the homeless people vomit. Wow, and it's it's not gonna it's not gonna change, is it? I mean, everybody I've spoken to in LA is telling me that they're they're thinking about getting out or trying to get out or trying to move to the outer confines of it, whether it's Orange County or something. Or yeah, it seems to be uh, Florida, Texas, uh, Arizona, uh, and Nevada. Florida. Why Florida? Uh, because Florida has even more laxed laws concerning COVID than Texas does. From what I heard, right. they're out licking door handles and strip clubs. <laughs> and, you know, it's yeah. Florida has a uh, Texas has a kind of like, well, you know, come over here and we'll talk about it, son. Yeah. Bring your gun and I'll bring mine. And Florida's like. We are so high on Oxycontin right now that we just don't care. No one expected to live past 30 anyway in Florida. And the people that are past 30 are 90 and retired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that makes sense. So so it kind of feels like California is a bit or LA is a bit done then? Done is, look, as far as I'm concerned, look, the, the three triangular things that kind of kept me in that mental hospital was that the three major comedy clubs, you know, you've got your uh, uh, troubadour equivalent, the whiskey or whatever you want to call it, Viper Room or whatever, where events have gone down with legends and continue to have these. Well, we we were in the comedy store before a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'd always tell, drag the rockers down the boulevard, go come down this side and yeah. maybe you can be entertained by somebody just as di- a disaster as you. And um, usually it's like they're not even uh, – most people in the music industry at that level are either dead against it. Like, uh, you know, try and get Norwegian people and, and metal bands to go and see comedy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're just – <laughs> But that place seemed to have an incredible amount of history behind it. I mean, is, is that is that going to go as well? It's not going to reopen? or I think because of the talents in stand-up comedy have ex- moved up to this huge level of wealth and notoriety that none of the key figures in stand-up comedy, they have an abundance of wealth 
that they yeah, could yeah. literally go in and say, look at you and me, we'll just buy it, put a lock on the door until it's accessible again, whether it be a landmark museum or yeah. uh, an active comedy club at some time in the future. But I think what's going to happen here is that what they're going to do is the, the comics are so in love with that place um, and had so much successes come out of it in the history. And, 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 and I'm speaking specifically about the comedy store um, that um, they're going to franchise it across two states and cities across the U.S. that can carry it. Right. Um, and then everything will kind of fall behind that. You know, Joe Rogan's here. Elon Musk, all these software companies and what have you are they, the blue collar aspect of it is coming with the talent. So they kind of work together. The people who buy tickets to your shows and my shows have jobs. And in, in, in most cases, you know, there's not a lot of uh, I don't see a lot of Ivy League graduates in my audience, you know, yeah. not to say that they're a specific uh, education bracket, but um uh, yeah, and if they are, they're trying to forget about it. But the uh, Texas is pretty much open, you know. Yeah. I really see that only about 20% um, of their economy and businesses maybe, and I'm speaking 20% generously. It's probably even less statistically, but they've lost. A, a, you can see the scarring of downtown. Okay. This business didn't come back. It didn't survive the three, six month period. And yeah. they just like, well, our lease was up or anyway, and what have you, or we were, we thank you. We were thinking about retiring this or we're too fucked to come back from anything. We're bankrupt. Let's walk and um, call it a day. But the yeah. places that are active, you know, uh, you know, there's a, a downtown venue that I've been doing shows at we got 300 plus people in there you know they're not shoulder to shoulder and it is a comedy show so it is seated and yeah. there's there's have these the six foot distancing and what have you but um you know Canada's in a, like they're pulling people out of their houses and zip tying them in Quebec for uh family gatherings and the neighbors call the Gestapo to come and fucking, it's like this is happening yeah. in Canada. So we're not far from that here. I uh, saw water cannons in Holland. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, in Ireland, I think we've we've spent the longest time of any country at level five, strictest level. Um, and really? Dublin is, I guess, the most strict city, and we've been at least in the top five. Um, but yeah, we've been probably the most strict lockdown city now for almost a year and there's nothing open only uh, essential shops which are only allowed to sell essential items um yeah it's it's pretty grim here um and um, i think many people there's no music no comedy no theater no expression no nothing like this um, no support from the states for any of the society's mental health art culture anything uh, it's all just only financial budgetary stuff, which they just seem to endlessly plow money and furlough small businesses into until they can't, and then we'll see what happens. But yeah, they're talking about even more mandatory restrictions now. Um, and I think you know, a lot of creative people are wondering, um, there probably couldn't be a worse place to be than Ireland in all of Europe. 
Do you feel that at some point you might have to just enough is enough and escape your own country in some form or another? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. Um, I've been thinking about this for. I mean, I'll say this: like, I, oh, two weeks into this, I, I have, about, I have, like, Canada's, yeah, yeah. You know, I, yeah. I'm, I've escaped to this, so I, yeah. it must be in the back of your head as a oh, guy who's been, he's it's, not, it's you're not married. Yeah, yeah, you're not married. You got no kids. I got a bunch of shit I can replace. Some of it I can't. I'm really good with a passport and a, a get up and go bag. Yeah, you I mean, I, I, I think that that's going to have to be a consideration for many people. I mean, the thing about it is, I started a podcast two weeks into this, right? Oh, by the way, congratulations! Finally, I. Yeah. <laughs> I remember at Fernal Festival, I was like in a drunken stupor with Pera and going, Alan, I think you need to do a podcast or something. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But it was all perfect timing. <laughs> Look at what happened, you know, and I've been listening yeah. to episodes. As, again, I always enjoyed that aspect of hanging out with you as I was going to learn something at the same time. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you putting that to tape so other people can hear those conversations. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've just been doing one just before this, you know, um, this complicated one about all this, this stuff that's surrounding all this great reset conversation. But definitely when this started within two or three weeks, and then I did the first podcast, I said on the first one, I think this is what's going to happen for the next year, and I'm almost exactly right. Oh. I said, I said, like this isn't going anywhere, and everybody went, "Oh, come on, what are you talking about?" I said, <laughs> I, said I said, I'll guarantee you now by next March the 17th, St. Patrick's Day, 2021, we'll still be here. And people were like, "What?" I'm, I'm slowly now going to collect a lot of debts from bets that I put on. Um, it's just, I think people misunderstood. Um, not only the nature of the health crisis, but also the nature of all of the things that come in around it to fill the vacuum, all the sort of um, crisis capitalism, all the vultures that come in, and also just the fact that um, we now have an unelected uh, civil service who are more or less holding 4.5 million people um, in prison. And what couldn't be intoxicating uh, about that much power? And we fumble around from this to that, and um, I don't. I, I agree with you. I, I think that um, there has to be a moment where I think probably in every uh, refugee's life where they go, "Fuck it, we got to jump the shark. We got to, or whatever yeah. it is, we got to get out of here." And I, I, I do wonder if there's there's a lot of people in Ireland going, "We can't live like this. We have to go somewhere else." Whether it's Ukraine, Estonia, Finland, Bulgaria, Hungary, anywhere where the people have agitated or have had tyranny now, in their in their lifetimes are not going to take hey guys can you just like stay inside for another two fucking years or whatever you know do you feel that this listening i know you're such a history buff and you you do you see some parallels in you know war related Dialogue that was like similar to what we're dealing with right now. Like all this, like pulling people. If somebody told me that they were going to be arresting people in the streets and pulling them out of their houses for things like that, that would yeah. be like, especially any war vets. Yeah. Uh, anybody who serves in the military must be kind of scratching their head, seeing like, oh, have we just been harboring the enemy? Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I, well, I mean, I did a podcast that was called uh, Democracy is Not the Default Setting of Society. And it, it isn't. I mean, if you've traveled and you've been to Russia or Southeast Asia or South America, um, you know that countries have dealt with, um, you know, structures of authoritarianism for hundreds of years. Yeah. I mean, and in Europe, look at, look at, I mean, this is one of the reasons why I think that countries like Bulgaria, Hungary, Romania, they won't have this. Because in their lifetime, they've had a communist dictatorship. Yes. And so... They're hyper-aware. Well, well they, they're, they're not... They understand what this is. And I'm not saying this is a communist insurrection, but this is like living in a communist yeah. city. I mean, I yeah. had a, a, a Romanian taxi driver two days ago, and he goes... And he's like, oh, you know, I come from Romania. I grew up under Ceausescu to uh, escape this shit. And now, again, we are in a com- communist city, you know? <laughs> And I was like, yeah, man, I, I, you, we are. I mean, it's, you know, the idea of a huge state apparatus, surveillance state apparatus, which has its, um, which has its you know, dirty paws in every part of your uh, existence. This is, you know, this is the communist ideal, huge state. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people, I think what is happening to Irish people is Irish people, they never had communism or fascism. Um, we've, we've had the Celtic Tiger, our sort of... Um, you know, struggle. Economic, yeah. You know, struggle. <laughs> yeah, but our economic revival of the last 20, 30 years has bred the fight out of us, it feels to me. And so everyone is just scared and everyone is terrified mm. and the people are asking for more restrictions. And you have to say to people like, okay, so let's say, for example, if this, whatever you're asking for doesn't work, which obviously it can't because you can't have 0% of a virus... Then what do we do? Do we? Do, is this how we live now? No, and I think people are so lazy that they keep putting their bets on the system, and it's, it's failing over and over again. And it's putting everybody in such a deficit that they can't come back from any of this. Like there's there's just people, like not to mention like the kids who who just like haven't been exposed to like physical touch or you know yeah. general contact and and just human condition uh is yeah. as so months almost a year yeah. in some cases yeah you know not to mention the kid who breaks his leg on a bicycle in the spring and then spends two years on a cast and then goes into covid that kid is in a, in a real problem yeah yeah no it's um, it's 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 basically trying to turn um, the every human instinct on its head in the space of a year. Mush. This is this is really it's anti-human to the extreme. We're yeah. living essentially in an open prison, and um, yeah, you're totally right. I mean, you know, anecdotally, stories of my friend's nine-year-old coming down in the middle of the night, you know, with like night terrors, asking their parents, "Is this how we live now?" <laughs> and what what do you tell a kid like that? You know, sorry to turn your comedy podcast into something. No, serious, no, but. no, no. This is exactly. This is why I waited so long to talk to you because I knew it was going to be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the thing about it is, it's like it's 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 um it's uh it's so anti-human in the sense and. You know, before all this started, everybody would have gone on about, oh, you know, everybody needs to be holistic about their mental health, this, that, the other. And it was clear to very obviously within a short space of time, the state doesn't give a fuck about any of those things. Um, you know, suicides are through the roofs, child suicides. abuse. Suicides. Suicides must eclipse COVID deaths by like 30. Um, so, well, there was some weeks last September and October 
they did in Ireland. Um, but, you know, we always did pretty well in the top ten. Yeah. 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 With, against Finland? Oh, we beat them a couple of years back in the late 90s, yeah. <laughs> like, I refer back to my genetic cul-de-sac. When you <laughs> suicide, at the start. You know that your band's doing well when suicides go up when you form. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what country has the, the most amount of suicides where would you guess we used to do this in the tour bus we used to do get Wikipedia and do like top 10 and put guesses on bets on the top 10 it's, it's got to be Finland in the top 5 Finland is about 6th or 7th okay so I'm at least in there after that yeah, I can't see Sweden and Finland uh, Sweden and Norway is not bigger than Finland for suicide no, no. Yeah. The number one is, uh, when we looked at it, it was Belarus, obviously. Belarus. Uh, so, Belarus, yeah. So all the countries like Ukraine, Belarus, Lithuania, ex-communist countries, of course, yeah. um, have all of the top stats. And then you have like South Korea, Japan, which is more like honor suicides, Shibuku or whatever it's called. Or um, just to get so- out of a work day. <laughs> you got to yes. kill yourself to get out of a day off. Well, the truth is that there aren't many suicide stats for countries where the sun shines. Yeah. So there you go. But, no. yeah, what's, what's happening here is, is I mean, the problem I... There's so many problems with what's happening, but one of them is is that if all of these, you know, kind of fumbling, poorly structured, broken responses um, don't work, then what happens? Do we... Is this just, like... They just go, oh, right, well, this is how we live now. Yeah, I know, I know, that's not fair. No, obviously. But they basically say, hey, look, we set out our... If we, as a society, have set out our stall to deal with a health crisis like this, well, then what happens next winter when there's more cases from another variant or another strain? So the idea is that, well, now it depends how much you believe the situation is being manipulated. Um, I, I agree to a certain percentage. I don't believe in the whole globalist cabal, but I do definitely think there's something else happening. But, I mean, this means that we just, you just never go back to zero. Is this as um, simple as following the money, though? Well, yeah, I mean, you do, there's no doubt that the 1% of people are making so much money off this. You but know? then there's some other businesses, like I remember early stages of all this in Los Angeles... The dollar stores, the pound shops were killing it. Everybody was doing all their shopping at the pound shop, the dollar store. Sure. And um, there's, in turn, their stocks went through the roof. Now, that was just because it was a uh, um, the last necessary retail store that kind of had a little bit of everything at an inexpensive thing is that they kind of whittled everything back. A company that didn't really anticipate you know, having a quadruple stock jump because of Armageddon and then in turn uh, places like Amazon where people can't leave their homes are getting that company is now, I don't know, they were burning down their warehouses for a minute, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, it's um, again, it's the idea that um, you're right, within every crisis there's people who benefit, um, you know, bad actors or whatever you want to call it, bad agents or um, agents of power or whatever, however we want to describe them, that will take advantage of every crisis. And they are definitely making a ton of money out of this situation. And so to them, um, your freedom is arbitrary. And so therefore, I think, you know, they might, we might as a sop by the state here get 
hey, um, we're going to go back to level two, right? So basically what's going to happen is, uh, this is in my opinion, it might happen, it might roll out like this, is that we've suspended democracy or suspended civil liberty and paused democracy in order for health and safety to be the most important and only only thing in society that matters, despite the fact that if you add up, uh, say, unchecked and untaken cancer screenings, um, you know, checkups, all of these things which people are not taking because they're not going to the doctor's GPO, the number of deaths yeah. in 12, 36 months will be greater, I would imagine, than the amount of... Every senior oncologist is saying there's a tsunami of cancer coming. Oh, but everything is so fucking... It's such short-termism that um, I just don't think politicians are able to countenance that. But, yeah, I mean, it's... it's I think there's a very, very dark scenario which rolls out, which is... Um, that this is just how we live now, yeah, but and that's slowly dawning on people. Like I, I thought I said that in April last year, and people went, "Ah, oh, come on!" And I went, "No, no, just watch and see what happens." And then everybody thought, "Ah, they won't do this, and they won't do that," and here we are, you know. So, but what, um, about, what about all these European music festivals with hundreds of thousands of tickets sold? Done. I'd say this this year will be. They're all listed. Uh, They're all listed. Tickets are available or are sold out. Yeah. Well, see what's going to happen is um, they just keep moving the money down the year after. Your tickets balance. Um, the thing about this is that in in in, in lockdown, um, there is no art that isn't validated by the state, right? In in lockdown, you have no. You're not going to have gigs. You're not going to have comedy. You're not going to have theatre. The way you knew, you're going to have distance separated um, shows that are only validated by the state. As I said to my friend, I said, and, you know, she burst into tears. I said, um, "You're you're never going to dance with a stranger again." <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a four year old on her birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 only here for I'm a harbinger of doom. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I was uh, you're never going to dance again. Guilty feet ain't got no rhythm. As I was actually singing George Michael, but you know. Anyway, and then and then I pulled the fucking you know laptop cable and spilled wine on my. Just computer. the tear rolls down the girl's cheek. She's like, I'm yeah. I'm gonna I'm 13. What what? No no, you're never yeah. in touch. A human being. Yeah. Cry a white tear. Yeah. No. It's um. Yeah. It's uh. Like. All those festivals are going to, I would say, this summer be cancelled. There's no way they're going to allow 40,000 people in a field in Germany of people to rub off each other for a weekend. You think so? Um, without, you know, because the vaccine is proving to not be the thing that people said it was going to be. Are people going to need it? Are they not? Are they going to be that strong? I mean, it's... I, and so the problem is that the flights that were hanging in the air from last summer have been rebooked for this summer. And if they go, who pays for the flights? Bands? Uh, so I think this yeah. summer will be a... A bloodbath of cancelled festivals, people trying to charge bands who already have no income. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's fucked. I mean, it's I can't put any way. I mean, people find my, you know, if you're little on the pessimistic side. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I think it's a luxury. But even, the, but even the most pessimistic, even the most optimistic people, I'm starting to get messages now in the last four to six weeks of people going, "Fuck!" Uh, like the shit you were talking about hypothetically last summer. Is that is this really happening, or am I going? Yeah, welcome to the conversation. Because people who just put blind faith in the institutions to sort it out for them are now going, all right, maybe this doesn't get sorted out, and therefore there's a certain percentage of society who will 
be happy with um, you know being able to have a pint with their mates watch some football scoff down a burger go home smoke a joint sit around with their fat wife playing fucking Xbox and <laughs> that's their fucking yeah. that'll be like ah sure great, great to have an old pint yeah. etc then, then as my mate said to me there's people who've been working shitty jobs for years and years and now have an, a year off they're getting paid by the state to sit around smoke weed play Xbox blah 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 whatever um and they don't give a fuck about any of the things you mm. give a fuck about. My yeah. says to me, art, freedom of speech, freedom of expression, blah, 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 liberty, blah, blah, blah. He's just like, no one cares about that shit. Then there's 10% of people who seem to really give a shit. And they're really worried about where things are going. Now, those percentages move around a bit. But it's slowly but surely there's more people gravitating towards the 10% of, hang on, is this, is this going to be how... We live, you know, because as I said, like if unless you go back to zero, like I'm done as a musician. There's no more. There's no gigs. There's no gigs <laughs> Shit. You know? Oh man, no, you're not done. You got an album out. You just put out music. Yeah, but I, I mean, I put out a Dread Sovereign album. Yeah, but I. That album By the way, for- excellent. I don't think there's a b- bad song on both of those albums. Oh, thank you, sir. It, it is a, a workout. This is my instrument of um, torture over here. I know when you when I heard you were going to play bass, I didn't know how that was going to all come together. But you put it's only two notes mostly. So. Yeah, no, no, it's solid. But it's uh, when you see yeah. uh, a frontman of an established rock band do a second thing and then pick up an instrument on top of it. Yeah, it can go a little wonky. Yeah, yeah. Well, wait, wait for my, you know, uh, sort of 70s English folk album where I'm going to be playing the accordion or something. <laughs> hey, you know what? That'd be a way to go out. Yeah. Who doesn't want to go out with an accordion on a boat just kind of sailing out into the mist? That sounds all right, actually, right now. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, just to get off the, the fucking mainland for a bit. Like the ending like the ending credits from a French B-movie from the 50s or something. <laughs> Some lady that's, who doesn't speak English crying on the beach. Yeah. yeah, she doesn't know why, but that's it, you know. Okay, where are you going to escape? Well, um, you know people. That- you know people in 30, 50, 100 countries. You, yeah, yeah. Can you... Provide- what happens if you get a plane ticket and go to the airport in Ireland? Um, right now, what will happen is you need, theoretically, you need to have a, a negative test to be allowed to fly anywhere. But lately, the, the police have been in the departures lounge, um, you know, uh, interrogating people, uh, questioning people. And they're saying that if you have no, if it's not essential travel, then you can't go. So the, pro- the big problem for the country here is that we have a little bit at the top called Northern Ireland, which we've been fighting over for hundreds and hundreds of years. So you can't put a, if you, you can't put a hard border on the north of Ireland, or mayhem will ensue probably. So both the UK and Ireland know that. So the idea of closing Ireland off completely is almost impossible, um, or, unless you want to really 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 difficult scenario nobody wants to go that because if you put if you put a hard border oh, aggravated. On it, people will shoot at them there's no <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> it's so true I, yeah. I played my first I, I look I was staying in Wood Green in London with Phil Nickel and Craig oh, yeah. Campbell and uh, um, who else was down there probably Ben and Burns and a bunch of the comics and my second gig 
uh, I've been in London. I've been in the Eng- Europe for three days, and Craig Campbell says, I got you a gig Wednesday. And I'm like, oh, it pays. I'm like, that's great. He goes, you got to be at Stansted Airport at like 6 in the morning. I'm like, I got flying to a gig? I just got to England. He goes, yeah, you're going to Belfast to play The Empire on Wednesday. It's a great gig. And I was there with a Glaswegian comic who who told me a lot of history and pointed out a lot of things. He was quick to tell me that the hotel we were staying at Oh, the most bomb uh, hotel in Europe, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He, yeah, yeah. That uh, a year earlier, there was guys with machine guns. You know, this is 2003. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I know it's, that hotel is very famous. It was, there was days in the 80s and early 90s, I think, where it was being bombed. Well, there was days where there were like 10, 12, 20 bombs going off a day. Mm. Stuff, so... Yeah, the, the idea that um, in the midst of all of this you have Brexit and the idea that in the midst of all of this you could put a hard border between the north and south of Ireland is um, really problematic because imagine how many tens of thousands of angry young men are unemployed right now. They get very active very quickly. But, but, and this is the thing about as the, uh, as the weather gets better across Europe, if we're still in this, which we will be in April, May, June... And you have literally, literally hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of people newly unemployed. Um, I can't. I just can't. I can see that as a recipe for a lot of civil unrest. Yeah, you get a lot of young men with boners and nothing to do. Yeah. They're, they're going to start tearing shit down. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, they're starting to do it. I mean, the the, the MSM. The mainstream media are not really reporting some of the huge protests in yeah. some countries and some cities. Um, the media here is very much towing the party line, and I also understand that they're, you know, they're probably working on a skeleton staff. There's no investigative journalism anymore. They're just cutting and pasting, sending in stories, and nobody wants to be the um, "Do you want Grandma to die?" character. That's always the same argument that's hung over everybody. Oh, do you want? Do you want to kill your grandma? It's but like, that's a not. That's a. That's a. That's not fair fighting. No, it's you not. Can't grandma. You can't no. fuck. No, everybody loves grandma. Yeah. You can't fuck with grandma. That's your mother's mother. Yeah. It's not about that. It's about no. the rest of us putting a lot of isolated attention in people that are at risk and allowing the people that have signed a waiver to say fuck it uh, yeah. to go on. But look at look at look at what's happened since we started this. I mean, the 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 Ireland has been is one of the oldest active uh, working democracies in the world, right? Um, we never, you know, had fascism, communism in the twentieth century. Yeah, I mean, and okay, well, we had the Catholic Church, which is a form of dictatorship in a way. But if you think about it, right, the Irish state now at Christmas was telling people to open windows, shut windows, what to eat, what to drink. Alcohol sales hours are moved backwards. Um, they're, they're, they, they're telling people when you can bury your dead, um, when you can't, when you can send your kids to school. Um, you know, they're controlling people's sex lives now because there's nothing uh, you know, better contraceptive than lockdown. They literally control every element of Irish society. And what really frustrates me is that... Um, you just cannot make some people see what's happening. Now, I'm not saying that it's all because of manipulation or design, but as an, as an, even if it's an accident of circumstance, 
to try and point out to people, hey, you know, like, um, I know you're all concentrated on the, uh, you know, the, the road accident, but can you look across the road? Because every yeah. institution is being robbed at the same time. Yeah. And you're just trying to say to people, like, hey, um, your, your, yeah, as you said, your, your four-year-old doesn't know how to play with other kids because of this. Like, the state is telling you when you cannot send your children to school. Um, they're they're closing your small businesses. They're um, like there's no gym, there's no sports. Why are the sports pitches closed? They're I know. Locked. There's no emphasis put on health. Nothing. No. It's weird exercise health. or like there's no there's no rehearsal rooms open. You cannot rehearse in the city center anymore. They didn't even try and put on uh, like an open air show for people when the weather was better. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing at all. It's literally only about shuffling papers for the budget. And hey, you're getting your money from the state. Okay. And now, what what is the financial? Um, it, what is the Irish government giving the people? You get a thousand dollars a month. Is that no, a thing? It, no, the, I, I will give it. To, I will give it to the Irish state in the, in this regard. Is that they were very quick to roll out um, welfare for people who newly lost their job. They're very quick in responding. Yeah, Canada, and, um, same. Yeah, yeah. There's no. I have no issue with the state on those terms. They did a very good job, and I'd say that in um, fixing people with the budget and fixing um, people financially. Um, no, no complaint there whatsoever. Uh, and it's very rare for I would say that. But at the same time, um, that's you know just one part of a greater, bigger picture. But yeah, it's um, how deep is that? Well, like country to country. This is this is, this is what really also confuses me. <laughs> you know. is, how do you endlessly furlough people uh, unless there's some form of debt forgiveness between the financial institutions um, or the, or what if you look at some of the some people who think um, who look a bit more into well some people who would see this a certain way would say that the money we will be repaid back through our universal basic income and the acquisition of property and land in lieu of what was given will be the f- goal, the future goal. I don't know if that's true. I can't see it. Like I said, the problem, the, pro- just, the podcast I just did about the Great Reset and all that stuff, it's like the god of the gaps, you know, this idea that back in the day people didn't understand science so they filled the gap in with God. Mm. Uh, the, the idea that everyone is sitting at home um, in their own little prison, isolated, only taking in information from the screen that we're looking at, is sending people fucking mad. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. They have they have no ability to sense make no. anymore. They've no ability to rationalize. So they're being pushed to the further sides of it. So I don't blame people for being channeled into the cesspools of either side of the political divide into these. Um, it is you know, channeling, though, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's it's very, channeling them in because very, they don't have anywhere to go. Yeah. Everyone's uh, like, pick me up. I'm a baby. And they're like, go that way. And they're like, okay. And then they, and then you're in this. This narrative that is 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 this a snake eating its tail through the whole thing. It's totally like that, and it's that's <laughs> that's. I don't blame people who get sucked into the furthest fringes of conspiracy theory stuff because a Epstein had an island, right? And b uh, I understand it. People are in front of a screen all day. I mean, and there are each of their own their own algorithm is playing them. Their sense of alienation, outrage, purposelessness. Um, isolation, uh, you know, depression. And so the algorithm, it plays on those things. So the idea that we don't have any shared common view of reality anymore is really profound. So I don't blame people for 
you know, funneling off into the fringes because the, there's no way to hold the middle ground emotionally, intellectually in this. It's very difficult. I'm trying, but I'm, I can't say I haven't gone fucking feral a few times in mad. You know? Let's play with this idea that they, they go, look at this. This is a Wizard of Oz situation where th- four years go by. It is bad. It's a, it's it's a little worse and 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 worse in other places. Yet all the scientists and government go, okay, you guys are gonna love this. Sorry about all that for your stuff, but we had to wait to show you this. And then the aliens, they let the aliens out. And this is Jerry, and this is Susan, and this is their spaceship. Everything's cool. They're gonna give us some metal. That's super light and instructable, and that's going to help get our science back on, and everyone's going to be cool. But we had to we had to clear out some some people had to kill themselves and die of diseases first to thin it out. Well, let me let me put a, let me put a, another proposal to you, uh, which is that um, you could say I, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a proposal. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Professor, for being so... And then the spiders come. Let's, let's, let's everyone... <laughs> well, we listen, yeah. You know, man-eating spiders, why not? It's been that kind of a year, you know? Yeah. But, but think about this. If you're living on a planet of finite resources and there's 8 billion people on it and it's going to get to 10 by 2050, wouldn't the 1% of people who want to merge with um, artificial intelligence or want to defeat death i.e. the regeneration of cells wouldn't they want a kind of clean and empty planet to live on oh for sure for sure come on yeah 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 no i mean look there we're in we're living in a black mirror episode do you know what i mean it's so fucking it's just like when the end of the world happened i thought it'd be a bit more interesting or a bit more exciting it's taking way too long it's way too long do you find looking at old lyric sheets and, uh, yeah. and going, oh, we got the soundtrack for this whole year. We wrote yeah, it 10 years it's ago. All, it's all here. 100,000, you know, <laughs> fucking 2,000 vinyls all ready to go. Yeah. No, I just thought that the end of the world might be, a, I'd have a bit more bang for my book. I thought I'd be like sniping, you know, like drone robots out the window and mm. at least at least some sort of glorious um, end rather than just fucking this sitting is, around. This is where Hollywood has tainted our imaginations. Good point. That's a very good point. Yeah, yeah. It has given us that big, you know, man on the hill with a gun, with a, a chainsaw hand, you know, that uh, uh, Evil Dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bruce Campbell movie, you're the hero, slayed all the monsters. But no, we just die face down in a ditch with a roll of toilet paper under our arm. Right. Well, well, I'll tell you what. I mean, let's say if, if the essential um, shops... Um, couldn't open for four days. There w- it would be like uh, twenty-eight days later, because it, they say we're only four days from yeah. um, some sort of like zombie-style, you know, civil unrest. And like if you close, if the normal, if the shops around the corner cl- selling normal food and everything else, just they had to close for whatever reason. You're looking at chaos in three or four days only. I would say. Um, and- yeah. Look at the attack on the Capitol. You know, what kind of, <laughs> we're talking about how silly and outrageous everything is. Yeah. It, it looked like a really bad Saturday Night Live sketch. Yeah, it, it, that, that 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. It encapsulated everything about 2020 perfectly. Is that the cognitive dissonance? It was the of, Last Supper picture of 2020, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was like high farce and high treason at the same time. Yeah. Like, like it was. It was there was 80 year old grandmas with maga hats walking in and also a woman was shot in the neck so it's like it's both incredibly serious and terrible thing to have happened you know the seat of american democracy but also as you said it looks like an snl sketch it's slapstick it's slapstick comedy with a real heavy weight to it it's like it shouldn't look that silly when the point is that serious but you've got people in braveheart makeup and fred flintstone hats and you know, but, but this comes back to what I just said, like five minutes ago, is that if if you give people nowhere to go with any of this stuff, okay, I think we're at the end of a ten-year cycle of social media derangement, right? The ten, the ten this is the end of our. It's it's frazzled our brains. Yeah, we're decade. deranged. But, it's definitely deranged. Yeah, it's dera- it's gross. It, exactly, but this last year of isolating people, just putting them in front of their screens, and feeding them this diet of. Um, disinformation or whatever, and some information and whatever else, making them outraged and isolated and all that stuff. And then pour them out into the world and they're told something or other. It's hardly surprising people are losing their fucking shit, you know? I think, listen, I'm an idiot, but I'm going to say this anyway. (laughs) I remember hearing a story where a bunch of students tried to save money, so they bought like a hundred cases of macaroni and cheese and they ate that all year to save money for drinking. So they were on the piss eating macaroni craft dinner. dinner. I'm glad. Okay. Craft dinner, macaroni and cheese. You've been to Canada (laughs) and they got scurvy and this is what's, (laughs) they got scurvy, right? As an, as, as an Irish man, you, you, you don't, you don't want scurvy. And I was more into rickets personally. But they yeah. got scurvy. We're getting scurvy of the mind from the, the, the steady feed of, of the media and the isolation, lack of sunlight. You know, yeah. I haven't had yeah. a, a simple hug from a person and a handshake now is like yeah. tenfold. Yeah. You know, and I and, told and like, them, my fucking my uh, I'm going to need my fucking the bags under my eyes. And, uh, you know, yeah, you start to you start to become what were those? Uh, what's that famous uh, uh, de- debunk story of those uh, Russian guys? that They pump the gas in the in that box. Cro- crocodile. What? No, uh, not crocodile. But um, there was during the oh, there, it's on YouTube and there, I don't know if it's been debunked or not, but they pump gas they had these volunteer soldiers and they pumped these different gases in and they eaten of all their own uh, uh, lips and tore their own eyelids off and stuff. Oh, I think that, I think that that's not real actually. Yeah, it was, it was a debunked thing, but, oh, but you know, the military, that's, that's, that's like a spa day of some of the experiments that have happened, uh, you know, on a thousand floors underground. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to swear at strangers in a bar, Alan. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really um, it's it it is uh, quite incredible to have taken um, the our natural um, will and want as human monkeys to socialize mm-hmm. and sort of turned it on its head in a year. 
And I, it's quite, this is why I think that if there is something else trying to manipulate this situation, this is one of the reasons why I think it might not, well, it, it, it won't work. It's because you're going to, it is what you're saying essentially um, that you're going to take, let's say, Naples in Italy, a, a city in Italy, and you're going to tell the people there who have 2,000 years of history, yeah. they have their small businesses, they have their families, they have mama, grandma, they have a history of war, they have a history of fighting wars, they have a history of their city-states fighting each other, the Roman Empire, culture, language, history, folklore, everything, and you just go, hey guys, none of that means anything now. Now, you stay inside, remote living, be afraid, consume from inside. Um, you, all these things yeah. now mean nothing. All your yeah. traditions in the town square, it's, all your music. I mean, and that, that can't, that it, can't A, be true, and it, B, it can't happen. And then they're, like, they're also walking through their cities and they're seeing all the rebel statues through history. Yeah. It's in, the, it's right in their architecture. It's like, oh, that guy fought against this for the, you know... Uh, and that's that's what makes me think when I when I when I think about it rather deeply, I think to myself, okay, so those are the reasons why it can't be like a globalist plot because to underestimate the will of 457 million people in Europe yeah. to, to not want to be free, considering they fought two world wars for this in the last you know hundred years, is a gross miscalculation of human nature, I hope. Mm. Or, else we're, or else we're fucked. Yes. Yes, most um, definitely. But, but, like, the idea that somehow you can turn the world on its head and tell, um, you know, hundreds of millions of people, hey, by the way, all of your culture's done now, stay inside. Uh, or you will never dance with a stranger again. Um, also, you know, you know, also the things like every band that you listen to, whatever band you listen to this morning, they don't exist in lockdown. They never meet. Last live show you saw? Oh, uh, fuck. Um, the, well, I, I did a tour with the Dread, with Dreads Open in February. We were like one of the last trains out of the oh, States. Oh, how many we did, shows? We did 18 shows. and then Just in Europe? Played, the, 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 yeah, yeah. The last gig in Belgium, in Brussels, there was it was March the 5th or 3rd, and they were talking about, hey, there's this virus and yeah, something yeah, might yeah, be yeah. happening. And like, we were like, okay. And we were literally... Brussels was shut down the next week, so we were like in one of the last tour, you know, trains out of the station. I but as for, as for a show, I saw I, I can't remember. It must be November, twenty nineteen or something, you know. Mar- Mid March, Mister Bungle. Oh yeah. Who? Mister Bungle. Oh, I fucking hate Mister Bungles. <laughs> <laughs> Not my thing. It's too. No. Um, it's too quirky. It's too jokey. Yeah, too, I know. Nothing. Yeah, I get you, like Alan, you're not pissing around with the, no one's fucking around with the instruments. Everyone settle down and scowl. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what that's what I like. <laughs> Have you been a fan of any of uh, Mike Patton's work? Um, no, not really. Uh, I saw Fight No More in 1990, no, 89, with um, Prong in Dublin, ah. and Fight No More were on TV in the UK that evening. And they were flying over and they were late for the show. And we'd walked like miles and miles to the show. Um, and everyone was sitting on the floor waiting for them. And they came out and Mike Patton was wearing like a, a, a policeman's helmet, like yeah. a UK policeman's helmet. Yeah. And just launched himself straight into the crowd to kick somebody within the first 20 seconds. And I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. And then we all had to leave to get the last train. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I know it's not my thing. Um, no. I, I, I kind of like his personality, mm. but uh, I'm not into 
anything, any, any kind of music that um, speaks of novelty or an in-joke to me, I don't like. So I, I don't like, I hate Primus, uh, Mr. Bunga, anything with that kind of like frivolous joy attached <laughs> to it, I fucking hate it. You, you don't like people pissing around on stage. No. Um, no. <laughs> I, I just hate, I hate like novelty. I don't like Yeah, jokes. yeah, listen, I get it. Anybody, who, anybody who's seen your body of work can clearly see that you're not hopping around your bedroom doing Mike Patton impressions, listening in Faith no. and Morse song. I get it. No, I, well, get no, it. I, I do think the real thing has moments, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but it's a long time since I listened to it. It must be nearly 30 years, I'd say. You know? Uh, I do I enjoy uh, listening to Buzzo from the Melvins talk about Mike Patton stories. And yeah, uh, he, he seems like a grumpy dude. I, again, the Melvins is a band that never really. Yeah, it's not. It's not the same in Europe as it is in the USA. No, no. Um, and again, uh, when I was growing up, the stupid song titles would have put me off. Um, you know, and they you weren't a big fan of Squeeze Me Macaroni. <laughs> I can't listen to a song called that. It's just. <laughs> I just. You know, I don't. I, I don't watch cartoons. I don't no. read comic books. I'm not interested. No. You know? My, you know, uh, well, we don't need you right now, do we? We're living in a fucking, gra- you know, kind of really boring graphic novel. Yeah. It is crazy, Lee. Uh, um, you've got all these, you know, villains and, and like, superheroes to villains. And, and, and it's almost, there really should just be handing out capes to these people <laughs> just to give more context to what is good. The cape is a really underrated uh, item, I think, of clothing that should be brought back in. Did you do capes kind of, for a like year? A dramatic entrance into a room and all sorts of stuff. Dude, I, I want bats just yeah. to just to get out of a bad gig. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you could kind of hide behind it and exit stage left. I love it. I love it. No, I'm... Uh, so, what is, so, what, so what is this that you're doing? You're doing like 24 podcasts to 24 people or something? Or did I misread it? No, I interview somebody for an hour and then I fly to their country and kill them with a hammer in their sleep. <laughs> so well, I, that would be more, that'd be more exciting <laughs> than what's fucking happening. Yeah, you'd be like, hey, what are you doing here? Ah, 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 I need to wrap up this show. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm... Uh, Test. I'll yeah. take the question at the airport. I yeah. got a bullet hole through my shoulders. I fall in the door. Oh, I oh, yeah. walked here. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. No, I'm, uh, you know, uh, fortunately, I know people in, you know, 30 countries. And uh, I wanted to get some firsthand conversations with people who are share the same struggles, you know, as live yeah. entertainers. Yeah, and, I, uh, I think that's very interesting, yeah. So, um, and I know that you um, are very active touring, and to make a transition, obviously the podcasting's probably been a bit of a voice of reason in your life. It's just yeah. some sort of dialogue, some sort of conversation. Um, but uh, I know from your touring schedule, to be very active, to isolate it is, as far as how I'm feeling, is a real yeah, yeah. pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah, and it's 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 um, well, it's it's very it's brutal. Yeah, it's I mean, it's, also, it's having it's having no agency, no purpose, yeah. little definition, little definition, and also something which nobody wants to talk about, which is no power. It, it there's nothing. It's um, you yeah. have no masculinity in the sense anymore, mm-hmm. in a traditional sense. There's no uh, you're 
you know, it's you've gone from having influence, I suppose, whether it's even artistic, emotional, or over a crowd. There's none of that. And, uh, and, I, and then you don't have sport to get that energy out either uh, before you get to the artistic side of it, you know. But I, th- I don't think people really, really have thought about it that, like, I mean, and you try and get it across to them, they kind of like, hey, well, what yeah, do you yeah. mean? And you, and, and you go, like, hey, there's no, there's no art exhibition. Like, it's sinking. No, it's sinking. Sinking. Yeah, there's no, there's no gig. There's no fucking vegan feminist poetry slam. There's no fucking whatever this is. Whatever the thing yeah. that you like that is an yeah. expression of communal joy, even if it's between fifteen or five thousand people, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Unless you go back to zero. Yeah. Uh, and to try and get that across, to people like, hey, there's no. I live on a street of nightclubs, right? Yeah. Um, they, they're not opening. This is, this is not happening. And unless society changes, they will remain closed. So, again, how do people meet? How do they date? How do they fall in love? How, all of these emotional things that you need as a human being, um, they're all the avenues are closed. Like, the, the sad story of people I know going on dates on Zoom. Like, this is our, imagine this is our date. Yeah. Yeah, no, and people, a lot of comics have jumped on doing comedy on Zoom. I've, I've not done a Zoom show. No. I I'm, cannot, not doing a, I'm not doing a fucking acoustic guitar no, to like people paying to or No, and you know you you're very active with the audience too. That's a it's a very hingy thing, you know. We carry yeah. each other through that experience and uh yeah. to have a plate of glass in front of that is a disrespect I think to the art form yeah. in general. Yeah. You I know. agree with you and I also think that and I've been trying to tell people is that um, not to forget that they live in first world democratic countries. Well, if they do, and if they don't, it doesn't matter. I mean, the same rights apply. You have civil rights and liberties. You have per human rights. And the fact that we shouldn't be made to beg to have some form of freedom to do the things that are our artistic expressions, whatever you want to call it, you shouldn't be, you know, be happy with being allowed by the state to only play your music on Zoom or something like this. You have rights, and those mm-hmm. are they're, they're inalienable um, human rights. And then the, you, people must demand that um, civil liberties and democracy be not paused and suspended mm-hmm. indefinitely. Because otherwise, um, the people who are only focusing on um, health, for example, are going to be in a year or two or three realize that they're on the that there is another side of this story. And yeah, there's it, it, a disaster unfolding that is long in the process. Um, whether it's as you say, whether it's small children growing up alien to each other, or the end of artistic expression, freedom of expression, all of these things. Um, that for me, um, the suspension of civil liberty is more important um, than almost almost everything. Now, so to try and get people to concentrate on a couple of different things and just go like, hey, okay, I get it. Health crisis, etc. hospital beds, it's fucking terrible. I have a, a cousin who works as a, you know, in a, in a, in a hospital here. First I, hand. I understand, I understand. But also to kind of go, okay, we, we have this, can we also have a, just a consideration for where do, where do we go in six months' time if this doesn't work, nine months, 12 months' time. But also that to just stifle every form of human, human expression and interaction is going to leave uh, an indelibly dark mark on society. Yeah. And I think um, the the turn that Texas has taken is going to show the pros and cons of these kind of 
situations where they've left businesses open, you know, and shows are happening. Uh, well, well to, be, to be honest with you, Jason, like the, 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 the mom and pop coffee store across the road is not a hub of infection. It's, no. There's no science which says, oh, that, that has to close. There's no science that says gyms. Uh, open air sports pitches, it's completely arbitrary and has never had any... Um, nobody's ever said, yeah, but hang on, like, you know, I, I know the stands that the state went, okay, we do a blanket ban, so then there's nobody complaining or nobody bitching about, oh, you opened this and didn't open this. The blanket Again, is smothering. That's the yeah. thing. The blanket yeah. is smothering. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So, you know, but there's no, there is no, nothing to say why all of these things cannot open unless, then, of course, we're getting back to where we were before, which is unless, of course, they're intended to be shut eventually. Um... Okay, so give, I, me again, give me a prediction. Give me a prediction. I'm going to tell you, I think that in the state of Texas, there's going to be some form of comedy clubs um, opening, new venues opening in the fall of this year. Now, okay. I, you said something about April next year. Of something, but like we really don't see anything that's significantly changing. Numbers are going up and down, and society's flatlined. Yeah. So where do we get? When do I get to put up my tour poster? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, I would. I. You really think all those festivals, Hellfest, Back in Download, all those are going to be a scratch? Yeah, I think so. I'd say ninety ninety five percent sure. How can that happen? People can't fly. I know, I know, I know. There's a lot of things. I've just got my hands like this. and I'm just also, also, the other thing about it is this, is that for bands flying in, if they have to quarantine when they return home, uh-huh. which is the standard, they can't go. Because if they have jobs, which they all do, yeah. how can you can't quarantine for 10 to 14 days after returning from every single yeah. festival. Everything then, just went up four times expensive. Five, four or five times more expensive. Quarantines so, and extra hotel rooms and little, 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 you know, medical yeah, so on-site. My, my, my um, prediction would be something like um, level four or five till April, um, maybe the end of March, April, a, a little bit, few things will open. Um, the vaccine won't prove to be the thing they said it would be. Um, we'll go to level maybe two in the summer with no art, comedy, theatre, music, nothing like this. And as we go back into autumn, they'll... Um, another strain variant or um, a normal flu deaths will be moved into the same parameter and we'll go back to four or five. Um, and I would say, uh, if that happens for the next year, the only thing that will may break it um, is a form of uh, civil unrest or genuinely yeah. things coming to some form of um, being kept in, under control. But as for art and music, um, I would say March 2022, maybe. Um, that, I think that maybe you're going to get small local bands being able to play small local gigs if there's anywhere to play left. Um, but as for tours of bands who need to make an income, um, I don't know. I, I mean, it's it doesn't look good. <laughs> and also, but I will say this. I will say this, Jason. Noda, like I will say that my um, I'm fully 
um, aware of the fact that my own pessimism is because I'm a pessimistic grumpy cunt anyway, uh, who always was like this. But also the fact is that my, my, my own situation is amplifying, turning the volume up on this. So I'm perfectly, well, I'm really happy to be wrong. Yeah. And I'm really, I want to be wrong. I don't want to be the I told you so guy. And I'm really happy for people to just poke fun at me next October and hand me beer and go, I see all that shit. And I go, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm hypothesizing. I'm juggling yeah. ideas. But I'm very happy to be wrong. I don't want to be right no. about this. But I, but I, might, I do think that we're in a very dangerous situation because I don't understand. Society has backed itself into this corner, right? This is how we deal with everything now. How do we move to the side and, and step out of it? Politicians, how do they, how do they save face from this? You know. Yeah, that's the thing too. Is that the, they're so far from saving any face. Like again, yeah. with, with all the different ways of people have been treating this from country to city to, to state, um, there's going to be a lot of "I told you so." In hindsight, with with society as the example. Well, that's that's the problem is that unless you give um, the institutions of state, and I mean, we're, Ireland is more or less now held in place by an unelected board of civil servants who are now de facto rock stars. They get to go on TV every night. Yeah. They hold four point five million people's, um, you know, people by in their you know decisions one way or the other. Um, Tell me that, as I said, tell me that's not an intoxicating aphrodisiac, you know, of power. But, and that, to not under, for, for people to not understand that that's the nature of power um, is... Why is, couldn't they just start a band like other people and have fun with it <laughs> instead of politics? Well, I mean, I mean, if, if I if I don't have uh, if I don't have the ability to play music, then um, that would probably be something I would. I mean, either have to get into politics or become a serial killer. I don't know, you know. If, yeah. Yeah, I but, know. But I, I will ask you this. I will, this is what I ask people. Um, I understand that, like, to spend a while, to spend a long time in my head is not where most people want to spend that much time. But, but these are things I've been thinking about for ages. But I would say to people to like to recalibrate is a simple argument: is in the history of any city, nation, state, have the citizens of that country or whatever has there been a moment in history where they have handed over all of their rights? And got them all back in the one piece. And yeah. the answer is no. Not Texas. <laughs> not Texas. Okay. You Texas know, really? okay. they are not fucking around. They, they, honestly, it is open here for business. If you ever, yeah. if you can escape the dreary rock of Dublin, Ireland, we'll we'll go sit in a restaurant and eat barbecue. <laughs> yeah, man, it's. You know, it's a, a, a friend of mine. Um, she managed to go to Greece, I think, in early October, um, and she was not in one of the main cities, but she went to an outdoor, like a sort of Greek bazooki sort of nightclub. Mm-hmm. And she, she told me she she actually had a, a breakdown. Oh, that people were out and dancing and being yeah. alive, and she was actually had she just broke down in floods of tears. You know? I, I, I completely understand. I'm overwhelmed, like of just. I sat down in the restaurant, just like I had to call video people home and show them. Go look at this, and it yeah. was just a simple thing. But yeah. um, 
we're, yeah. we're going to uh, we're going to eat in Texas at some point. I can I can see it, right? <laughs> I've already and I, I've kind of scheduled some touring. I know you you have some potential promotional shows in Sweden at the end of April. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I'm I, I'm using those th- those two. I think you have two shows in yeah. Sweden at the end of yeah. April, and I'm using. <laughs> I know you're shaking. He's shaking his head. I'm not. I'm yeah. like I'm waiting to book that flight because I'm going to schedule yeah. some gigs around that, and that would be. <sighs> I know you should. I know it's not going <laughs> to. Damn it! But listen, yeah, yeah. I wanted to say it's always a pleasure. And um, I I have a, um, you know, we're going to go out of this kicking and screaming, I like to think, Uh, right? I hope hope so, because, yeah, we have to, don't we? Yeah, because it's not like I'm settling down to start a family now. Like, I'm ready for this. You know, (laughs) I'm ready for this. I'm built for it. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, I don't even like saying hopefully, we will be laughing about this at some strange land and an outdoor muddy field with some whiskey and speed. <laughs> some fat goss. Yeah. <laughs> some fat goss with patches of her eyes. Um, the new album is called... Well, the new Dread Sovereign album is called Alchemical Warfare. And what's the what's the single that came off of it? Oh, there's Nature is the Devil's That's Church. That's great. I like it. I like it. Honestly, uh, the, the first album, I was so blown away. Um, every song is great. Yeah. It's, it's really... Got some, um, it's it's really, got some 80s motorhead, venom tank kind of new way British heavy metal rattling bass thing going on, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, people can... Find that on Spotify and iTunes and all that stuff. Yeah, on Metal Blade Records for as long as they'll have me. Yeah. (laughs) No, you're definitely an asset to that label. I think you're one of the few artists that are actually on a record label that have their toes in uh, journalism and other facets of the industry, you know, so. That's until I say something that's beyond the pale, but, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? That's, uh, (laughs) we're definitely gig. I like to say, where can people find you, uh... Um, on Instagram is Nemtianga underscore Primordial. I have a YouTube channel. My podcast is called Agitators Anonymous. Yes. And so, you know, you can find me on YouTube and this, that, and the other. And all the podcast is on all the platforms. Yeah. It's on all the Spotify, sure. Deezer, Acast, blah, 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 blah. Well, as I said, until I say something that's beyond the panel. And then, uh, you know, we'll see you in the great beyond. Some <laughs> cancel culture 20-year-old girl in the comfort of her own home. Yeah. Wah, wah. yeah. On that baby crying note, uh, thanks for being on the show. And uh, we'll be doing some gigs, I'm sure, soon enough. I think it's going to be April next year. <laughs> right? <laughs> Fuck. Cheers, mate. All right, man. Cheers. Stop. Stop.